A judge opens the door for allowing kids to watch porn in Texas. Uh, that is gonna not going to go well. Of all the people sneaking over the border illegally, a family that has a legitimate asylum claim is being investigated for be, to be deported. Uh, their reasons as to why they want to deport this family, very suspect. And the, imp and the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden has begun. And from what we see so far, Joe Biden's got some questions to answer. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great day yesterday. It's Thursday. I can't believe how fast the weeks are moving. So a little commentary here. I, I was walking to Jack in a Box yesterday, just after my podcast. I figured I'd get some I'd get some lunch. And there was a guy in front of me. And he was rather I'd I'd say creepy. Creepy might not be the word. He was just very odd. Tattoos everywhere. He had tattoos all over his face, piercings all over his face, man bun which you know what I think of man bun, wearing very loose clothing, his pants are falling off. And he's sitting in line at Jack in a Box, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, God. This guy just, he didn't look like he was a bum. He was actually dressed in clean clothes and everything, but there's no way this guy had a job. So I'm thinking, well, maybe he's here for lunch, right? Maybe he's just t trying to get some lunch. Well, he buys a Coke at Jack in a Box with an EBT card. And he's all doing all this weird movement and stuff. I, he looks like a meth head. Here's the thing. You know, tattoos in the old days, it just general appearance. And I bring this up because this it works in parallel with the Senate actually getting rid of the dress code in the House chamber, in the Senate chamber, which I think is a big mistake because I... I I don't know where the demonization of looking good came from. I really don't understand. I know that somehow groups like BLM have made it that dressing up is white supremacy. And it, yes, it was directly at BLM that if somebody dresses like a bum, you're, that person is supposed to be more respectable than someone who dresses in a suit because that individual is pushing the hierarchy, the systems that are all corrupt and white supremacist. I know this. And I know that, by the way, the Senate chamber, and they did this for John Fetterman, who dresses like a bum. Okay, he dresses like a 15-year-old surfer punk, and he's not. He's, you know, he's older than I am. He's in his 60s. But... And the Senate overturned this. The Senate decided, no, you've got to wear a suit. You can't You can't come to the House. And to be honest with you, him not wearing a suit into the Senate chamber because it makes him feel uncomfortable just shows that he shouldn't be a senator. That's all it shows. I mean, we know he owns a suit. I've seen him wear a suit. He was in his debate wearing a suit. So he has a suit. Wear, keep that one suit clean and you're good to go. But we've entered a society where looking like a pig is the acceptable way to look. For example, if this guy didn't get a job because he's got tattoos all over his face, and believe me, this is not an intimidating guy looking guy. This, this is a guy who is probably my height, and I'm short, 
looks like he hasn't eaten a meal in a year. Pale, kind of dirty, kind of grungy looking. If this guy went to get a job, no one's going to hire him. But if they specifically tell this guy, well, we're not hiring you because you got 72 tattoos on your face. By the way, that's not an exaggeration. That's what he had on his face. We're not hiring you. He could sue them. Because in our society, it's become a standard to get rid of all standards. So a guy with 40 tattoos, this is not an appearance you want for your business because it's unprofessional. Yeah, you're not allowed to have that standard. And we're going to get into a standard that the courts are really pushing that is disgusting in a few minutes. But you, we are trying to blow out all standards here. And of course, a lot of times, especially in the courts, they use the, they use the, they use the Constitution against sta- our normal standards. For example, having a lot of tattoos on your face and not getting a job, well, that's violating free speech. Well, the last I heard with a job is free speech and constitution rights. These are not things that that you are supposed to have in a business. There is no constitutional free speech in a business. The business is trying to convey an image. And tattoos all over somebody's face is not the image that that business wants to convey. That thug that thug look is not what most business want to convey to their customers. Because customers, believe it or not, 99.9% of them are turned off by this. That's not. I walk into a business, I see a guy with tattoos in his face. I'm thinking, this is not a guy I'm going to trust. Sorry, I'm a white supremacist, I guess. And by the way, this kid was white, so that's not really a thing. But if, if I'm sitting back and I, I see someone like that, that's not a person I'm going to trust. That's not a person I want to deal with. You got to remember, when tattoos first came around, and they've been around for thousands of years, but when tattoos in the United States were around, it basically meant you were either in the military, specifically the Navy. Popeye the Sailor Man is an example of a guy with a tattoo. He's the first standard cartoon character to have a tattoo. Or you were in prison. Those were the two reasons you had a tattoo. Outside of that, having a tattoo was not considered sexy or free speech or any of that. People who had tattoos were considered thugs. Now, everybody and their mother has a tattoo. I have a tattoo. I mean, I have one. I'll never get another one. But I have a tattoo. It's become mainstream. But the problem is there's that slippery slope. Now you've got people with tattoos on their heads, people on ta- with tattoos on their faces. Now granted, most people who have tattoos on their heads, they are they were they did come out of prison. But I mean, we have tattoos now everywhere and everybody has them. Josie's daughter, she turned 18 and before she she's not even 19 yet, she already has like five tattoos. Well, why are you tagging your body that much? You're just turned 18. You're going to regret a lot of those tattoos in the future. And it's not just Josie's Josie's one kid. All of them got tattoos. All her kids and her family. And we're talking not tattoos hidden. Like my tattoo, you'd never know I had one because I wear pants all the time. But she's got tattoos in places you can't miss. They're, you know, on her forearm. They're on her hand. One is on her neck. This is just 
this is not a standard that really should be embraced. That people should have a monicum of, uh, not the decency, decency is not the word, but a monicum of, we need to keep this quiet. I had a buddy in my last job who had tattoos all over his body, but you never saw them. I mean, all over his body. He was inked from neck to feet. His feet were inked. Everything was inked. But you never saw it because you know why? He kept the tattoos off of his arms. So the he could wear a short sleeve and you could never tell the guy had tattoos until he stretched and then you saw the sleeve up his, up his bicep. I just think the tattoo thing has gotten out of control and everything's gotten out of control. It's not just the tattoos. It's the piercings. It's the long hair. The man buns. Man buns, I think, are... are have got to be the worst thing ever invented. I don't understand when it became masculine to have a man bun. Whenever someone sits there and gets upset that they're losing hair, I always say, you know why you're losing hair, sir? It's because of your high testosterone. It means you're more of a man when you start losing hair. Women don't lose hair because they don't have testosterone. Men do. And when they start losing hair, it means their testosterone is still there. You should be proud of that. And that's what I tell everyone. You're bald. Oh, yeah, it means I'm a man. So, and if you don't believe me, just look that up. But, you know, I don't know when it became that appearance, that outward appearance, that how you, you're carrying yourself became such a bad thing. That if you really do, for example, I, and you could tell the gal behind the counter, she treated him completely different than she treated me, who is wearing jeans shoes, no tattoos, no piercings everywhere, could speak the English language, clean shaven, yes, I shaved yesterday, head nice and clean, and she smiled at me and talked. Meanwhile with her, she could, she didn't even look up at him. And by the way, having tattoos does not make you tough. I've beaten up guys, and I don't fight all the time, but I've beaten up guys who have tattoos all over the place. They're not as tough. Usually they get the tattoos to look tough. And they're not. So I don't know when it became such a... And I'm never going to change. I'm not going to suddenly get piercings everywhere. I, and, and I'm sorry. And maybe this is transphobic or whatever. But piercings have got to be the gayest thing a man can get. Besides the man bun. Why a man feels the need to pierce his eyebrow, pierce his nose, pierce his lips, pierce both ears... Pierces, put a piercing in his eyebrow, put a piercing in his cheek. Why a man feels the need to do any of that crap? I mean, I can barely, I can barely tolerate it with a woman. I think it's weird for women. I don't think piercings, again, piercings were primarily thugs that did this. Pirates, that's where piercings came from. Why everyone needs to have every section of their body pierced, I don't understand. And where people are piercing stuff is just weird to me. It's just a thought I had. I was walking and I, I said to myself, gosh, you know, I got to talk about this because this is so stupid. Nobody needs 75. And these tattoos, these tattoos, tattoos are not cheap. A cheap tattoo will still run you a hundred bucks. And these people that have all these tattoos all over their bodies, they don't look like they have two dimes to rub together. Yet they have tattoos every square inch of their bodies, including their face, including their heads. 
I just don't understand it. I don't understand why the standard of, hey, you got to look good. It, Twitter has memes all the time, or X has memes all the time that shows this is the difference between a baseball game in 1950 and this is a baseball game in 2023. And it shows in the baseball game in 1923, everyone is wearing a suit. Everyone is wearing a hat. Women are wearing dresses. They look very respectable. Here's the beach in 1950. Here's the beach in, in 2023. And you see a beach in 1950. Everyone is wearing uh, rather conservative clothing. Some women are wearing bikinis, but they're not, you know, thongs up their asses or anything. All the people on the beach are are slim. They look good. They look like they, they keep take, take care of themselves. In 2023, everyone is wearing, everyone is overweight and everyone's wearing thongs. What, what happened to the standards? I don't know. Well, I'm going to stick to the standards. I'll encourage you to stick to the standards too. And I, I yes, I am Christian. I am Catholic. I believe in standards. I believe the Bible is a standard. Yes. But this has nothing to do with the Bible or being Christian. This has to do with being part of society. And it's weird to think that me, who has no piercings, no tattoos and dresses normally, is considered an outlier, a fringe, a guy who's fringe. But I am. I am. Go to any party, any party. And if you have no tattoos on your body, or one tattoo, and no piercings, you are the only one that has that in that party. You are the rebel. You are the outlier. You are the outcast. And I'm proud of that. Okay, so let's get to our dumbasses of the day. Okay, so we got a couple of winners today. And again, these dumbasses of the day, I, I got to tell you, maybe I should cut this down to once a week instead of, you know, th or three times a week or two times a week instead of every day. Because all these people basically say always the same thing. Now, one dumbass is just a regular person, and the other person is AOC, who is a complete freaking moron. I, I don't understand AOC, how AOC, AO, we'll get to AOC in a second, but first let's hear this gal. Now, this gal is sitting back and talking about birth givers, and the reason birth givers is used, instead of, you know, women or mothers, there's a reason you have to use birth givers. And she gets all hysterical about it. Now, what trips me out about these people that are telling you how you should speak is this chick is maybe 16 years old. How a 16-year-old thinks they have the authority to tell us how to speak, like what pronouns to use, how to change our language, I don't know. And again, this gal has four piercings in her lip. So yeah, we're going again back to... I really have a problem respecting your opinion when you can't even take care of yourself and you decide to look like a moron. But here she is explaining why we should use the term birth giver. And she's not really explaining anything. She's telling us why we, we need to use the term birth giver. Let's listen. What do you think birth giver is a term for? Like, What do you think the reason we have it is? it's because not only women give birth if we were only referring to women as birth givers 
that would be different. But the entire point is that not all people who give birth are women. It is not just cis women that are being called birth givers. It's all people who give birth. Like, it's not for a woman. It is not for a woman. It is for anyone who gives birth. Like, Jesus Christ, how hard is that? The entire point of the term is that it's not just women. Or you would just say women, but it's not just women. Gosh, that. You know, I love examples like this because she doesn't explain herself at all. She just says, oh, it's just women not... Well, no, that's the point. Because only women give birth. And if a trans man, which is a woman who says she's a man, gives birth, that doesn't prove men can give birth. That just proves that that trans man is actually a woman. And she does, and it's people like this. This is what makes the TikTok generation so just unbearable. Is that these people don't actually stand up to any kind of any kind of derision. They don't stand up to any kind of debate. Because the simple answer would be, no, every adult female gives birth. No adult male gives birth. There's no such thing as an adult male giving birth. Well, there's Johnny over there who's a trans man and she gave and he gave birth. No, that's means that that's a woman. That means that she calls herself a male. But the fact that she gave birth means she's an adult female. And there's no answer to that. There's zero answer to that. But what they do is they try, the left tries to twist it around and say, no, 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 no. That proves that women can be, that men can be, men can give birth because a trans man is a woman, is a man and men, that man gave birth. So they actually reverse it. And they did this before we said, before normal people sat back and said, no, that man giving birth just means that man is actually a woman. They brought that up. No, see, men can give birth. They did that first. Probably because conservatives and regular normal people, because you don't have to be conservative to believe this, because normal people thought it absolutely asinine to sit back and say that men could have periods and men can, men can have periods and men can give birth. It was just something so incredibly stupid. There was no way anyone would buy that. Well, these people, I, I, I don't even know if she believes what she's saying. That's the whole thing because it's just so stupid. Speaking of stupid, here's AOC. Um, she... What, <laughs> She was on doing a, uh, she had an inquiry yesterday in the house and she's talking to a woman who is complaining about all the illegal aliens in New York and how the Biden administration is not running the asylum process correctly and how these illegal aliens need to be kicked out of the country. They're illegal. They shouldn't have work permits. And they should be kicked out. And here's AOC basically proving that illegal aliens are actually legally in this country. And she makes a complete ass out of herself when she, when she talks about it. Let's listen. This statement is in opposition to work permits and work authorizations for newly arrived 
asylees. Is that correct? That is correct. So you are in opposition. And in this letter, it says, quote, unquote, the migrants who have recently arrived in New York should follow the lawful immigration process. Does that sound familiar to you? Yes, it is. Uh, are you aware that seeking asylum is a lawful immigration process? When it is deemed to be asylum. Yes. It has not yet been deemed to be and asylum seekers. are you aware that application, you have to arrive in the United States in order to apply for asylum, correct? That so is arrival is also part of that lawful process. So in other words, what? by the way, she's full of shit. That's not how it works, okay? But she she's basically saying because someone says, crosses the border and says that they are seeking asylum, then they're legal. And that's not how it works at all. And this gal tries to say that, but of course AOC cuts her off. No, here's the thing. Most illegal aliens who are claiming asylum aren't, aren't going to a point of entry. That's what they're supposed to do. Go to a point of entry, put in a claim for asylum, and then they're supposed to be stuck in a jail cell if they don't want to go back. So essentially, if I want to claim asylum, I will go to a port of, port of entry, claim asylum, and then I will either stay in the country of origin or I will be taken into custody and held until my asylum hearing is done. Which is, by the way, all the Trump migrants are in cages and crap. That's exactly the process. That's why Trump kept saying, hey, um, the process is they're supposed to be in, they're supposed to be detained. We don't know who they are. What's happening today is not the legal asylum process. And what she's saying is that what the other gal is saying that, well, yeah, you that's part of the process, but you have to be cleared for asylum first before you're let into the country. If you're not cleared for asylum and you're let into the country, you're illegally in the country. But AOC, no, no, they're, they're following the, the right process. No, they're not. If you're crawling, if you're crossing the border illegally, not at a point of entry, you're climbing over a fence or climbing under barbed wire, you're breaking the law and claiming asylum. At that point, claiming asylum should be irrelevant. You should be tossed right back over because you didn't go through the process of claiming asylum. But AOC says, oh, all you have to do is say asylum and boom, you're legally in this country. Nope. Nope. And she's saying, no, you're not legally in this country just because you claim asylum. It has to be approved. It has to be approved that you are legitimately here for asylum. And if not, sent back. And the reality is most people, like in the 90 percentile, who come over the border illegally do not qualify for asylum. Of course, AOC manages to completely, conveniently skip that part. Okay, let's get to our first story. And I, I got to tell you something. The one thing that really bothers me about the whole groomer movement, the whole pedophilia groomer movement, is that the courts seem to be agreeing with this. And they're pushing this. So here's an article. This is from uh, the Daily Wire. A federal judge on Tuesday blocked the implementation of a Texas law banning sexually oriented performances in front of minors. Judge David Hittner of the Southern District of Texas said that the law violated the First Amendment and chilled free speech in the state. The ruling blocks a law signed by Republican Governor Greg Abbott in June. 
The law has been called a drag ban, but applies to any sexually oriented performance. Quote, not all people will like or condone certain performances. This is no, Hitner wrote, Hitner wrote, this is no different from a person's opinion on certain comedy or generic genres of music, but that alone does not strip the First Amendment protection. However, in addition to the pure entertainment value, there are often political, social, and cultural messages involved in drag performances, which strengthens the plaintiff's position. This is incredible. This guy, well, I'll continue with the article because it says it. Hitner, who was appointed by Ronald Reagan, said that the law, quote, impermissibly infringes on the First Amendment and chills free speech. Okay, this is insane. So here's a question. Does that mean pornography is now legal? I mean, can I have a kid over here put on porn and start jerking off in front of that kid because that's free speech? Because last I check, a kid can't watch pornography. A kid, it's considered sexual abuse if I force a kid to watch me having sex with somebody or if I take off my pants and start jerking off in front of her. Which, by the way, these drag performances, that's pretty much what they're doing. Again, this is the standards argument. This is the the thing that the the... It's amazing with leftists. The First Amendment is absolute whenever they want something, but no one, whenever they don't want something, no, there's no free speech. So if you want to have drag performances in front of children, that's free speech, but I'm not allowed to protest you having drag performances in front of free speech. It's amazing how these these perverts use the First Amendment whenever it's convenient, but then decide to piss on the First Amendment of everybody else who doesn't agree with them. And again, this judge, again, not looking at standards. There are standards. You have to be 18, you have to be 18 in order to watch pornography. You have to be 21 in order to um, use alcohol. You have to be 18 before you can have sex with someone over 18. There are standards out there. Sexually explicit contact, and I've seen enough of it to know that it's actually pornography. That's a standard that you must be 18 before you are put in place on that. Why is that standard going away? And this is the slippery slope. This is the blurring of lines of standards. Because if a man takes a kid, if a pervert takes a kid in and watches pornography on television, again, a judge can use that exact same ruling for that, which is obvious perversion. You can actually sit there and say, no, that's a violation of free speech, not being able to watch pornography. And by the way, judges have already ruled against that too. We're allowed to have standards. The the Constitution is indelible, but that does not mean standards don't exist. Pornography is one. Alcohol consumption, pot consumption, that's another. There are standards. Um, The actions of an adult towards a child, there are standards. 
It's not free speech to start jerking off in front of a kid. That's, that's a standard you've just violated. Because our children need to be protected from outside. They're not mature enough to be able to deal with any of that stuff. But what, what does the left want to do? They want to eliminate all those standards. Because they want to destroy Western civilization. Is essentially what this all comes down to. Okay, so good for that. Uh, good for that judge proving that you're a real asshole and you're pushing pedophilia, pedophilic culture. I mean, we're going to be t- talking about this in 20 years. I hope I'm alive in 20 years. Probably will be when we look back and say, "What the?" F-? When the future generation looks back and say, "What the f were you guys thinking?" And we already see with our youth right now, Gen Z, even Gen Z, even Gen Alpha. They're looking at some of the crap that's going on. They don't like it. A lot of people, we, I just played a, a 16-year-old, which is a Gen Alpha, I think. And she's sitting back and saying, oh, women, men can give birth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she's still a minority. A lot of, lot of boys and girls do not want the opposite sex in their restrooms. They don't want the opposite sex in their locker rooms. They don't want to compete with the opposite sex. This, this is the reality. And you see, and then not to mention, again, people like me are the outliers. We are the rebels. Yeah, family, love of country, family, and God, for some reason, has become the black sheep, become the rebel. I got news to you, people are attracted to that. Not to mention, you look at these people, who on the, who are leftists? They look miserable. They look like they're in despair. So you know, keep doing this. You're just pushing people to our side. Okay, this is an amazing story, and I think it's amazing considering what's actually happening in this country right now when it comes to illegal aliens. So let's listen to this one. This is from the Daily Wire. A Christian family of nine who fled persecution in Germany and moved to the United States in 2008 was stunned when immigration agents told it to told them to prepare for deportation after 15 years of life in America but remains hopeful that God will make a way for them to remain in the country they have come to love in a phone interview with the Daily Wire on Wednesday UA Romeki said he and his family, who settled in a small town in Tennessee, were caught off guard when they were told to come in for a meeting with immigration ag- with an immigration agent after they just had their annual check-in a few months ago. During the check-in, earlier this month, Yue, his wife Hannah Lore, and their five children were told to prepare to self-deport and return in four weeks with their German passports. Quote, this came as a surprise. We did not expect anything like this, U.A. said, adding that the feds have not given them an explanation for the sudden move to deport him and his family. But U.A., a piano accompanist at the Carson Newman University, said he is trusting God that, uh, with what will happen next. We, quote, we still trust God to make a way for us to stay here. I know it's kind of impossible, but there, that's where we know God can still do the impossible, Yui said, adding that if they were forced back to Germany, they will face the same type of prosecution they fled as they continued to homeschool their two youngest children. 
such as being fined around $300 a day. The attorney representing the Romankis, Kevin Bowden of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, told the Daily Wire that it appears the Immigration and Customs Enforcement received new orders on handling of the Romankis, but said it's unclear where the change of orders came from. Well, you know where the change of orders came from. They came from the Justice Department. And essentially, they this is a Christian family. This is a Christian family who homeschools their children. They go against absolutely everything of this administration. There is This is a target. Five children, which means they have a family. They're Christians. They don't stick their kids to be indoctrinated into a homeschool. By the way, what isn't mentioned in the article, they are here on asylum claims. And by the way, this is an asylum claim. This is a legitimate asylum claim. They left Germany because of religious prosecution. They were getting fined for teaching their own kids in their own way. That is a religious prosecution. The pilgrims came to the United States in in 1600s for the same reason from England. And even some attorneys are saying, well, yeah, they're here for religious press. They're here on asylum. And they are legally in this country. He works. She takes care of the kids. They are the stereotypical family. And they want to deport them. Back to where they're being persecuted. This is absolutely incredible considering someone can sneak over the border, scream asylum, and you got that idiot AOC sitting back and saying, oh, well, no, they're asylum. They're legally here. Well, in that case, these people are definitely legally here because they already have green cards. They already are here on asylum. Their claims have actually gone through a court. I don't, I I think they have green card. He's working, so they got to have something. But they'll deport them. They'll keep the illegal kid, 19-year-old kid, who has no skills, snuck over the border illegally, and is now living off food stamps in New York City. But a family that has assimilated, who has jobs, who owns their own home, they've got to be deported. And of course, the big question is, and this is where the conspiracy theories come up. Why? No one will say why. ICE won't say why. No one will say why these people, their own attorney doesn't know why they're being deported. Absolutely incredible. And of course, this is not a big story. Why this is not a big story? I have no idea. You would think this would be a pretty big story. Especially from CNN, who's trying to say that everybody who walks over the border is legal. You know, we have no borders unless you're a Christian family, a productive Christian family who homeschools your kids and doesn't go with the narrative of this Justice Department or this administration. And I'm sorry, that might be conspiracy theory to think that Joe Biden and the Justice Department is that. No, I think Joe Biden and the Justice Department have set standards, have set rules, and these people don't apply to those rules. Those rules are based off a narrative. So yes, I think directly Joe Biden and the Justice Department set this up. How freaking dare they try and deport people who have loved this country, people who have assimilated to this country, people who are productive in this country. 
and then th- and people who are here on asylum because they were persecuted in another country. But meanwhile, you'll let somebody in here who none of that is true, and they're here illegally. Them breathing our air is is a felony. It's just incredible, absolutely incredible. And that story, I'm going to be following that. We'll we'll talk more about that because if they're actually deported, oh. Ho, ho, ho. Okay, well, Joe Biden is not having a good week. <laughs> he's he's not having a good week. So right now they're doing the impeachment inquiry. And apparently the impeachment inquiry has produced 760 pages of uh, evidence against Joe Biden. Now, Democrats, this I, I've been watching some of this impeachment inquiry, and it's it's absolutely amazing. This is from the House Oversight Committee. So the Republicans on the committee are basically saying, hey, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? And of course, everyone has to answer because, oh, that's evidence. Yeah, I, you probably should know where this came from. And the Democrats, they're talking about Trump. And they are not asking any questions. They're just filibustering. It is, again, this is what the Democrats are going to do? Listen, Joe Biden, this is what's going to end up happening. Joe Biden is going to, Joe Biden is going to end up leaving. He's not running next year. I don't know when he'll, I mean, there's a good chance. I'd say there's a 60% chance Joe Biden does not run. My guess is, by December, January, he'll be out of office. He will say he's not running. Uh, his poll numbers are just terrible. He's 20 points underwater. Gas prices are at $6 now. I'm about to go take a look if the gas prices jumped again because uh, oil went up to about $96 a barrel yesterday. I haven't checked him today. But all this stuff is, is, is going straight to hell in a handbasket. And then you've got Gavin Newsom of California who is Gavin, who, who uh, cannot has not seen a camera he doesn't like. He is in, He showed up at the Republican primary debate yesterday. Why? Why? And then the other, the other, the other question I have is, um, why are anybody even debating in the anymore? <laughs> but that's that's whatever. So, according to the Daily Wire, this is the story. Let's get to the story. Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf blocked federal agents from including then-Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden in their investigation into whether his son, Hunter Biden, violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA. Incredible. Incredible. So in other words, they were investigating Joe Biden back in 2020, but no one was allowed. The Justice Department was not allowed to investigate or put any kind of ties between Joe and Hunter. And of course, right now, we're finding out there's a lot of ties between Joe and Hunter. It's just an, it's just an incredible story. I don't see how Joe survives this. Joe Biden is probably just going to resign. He's probably going to, before he does, before he um, leaves office, not resign, but uh, not run again, he's probably going to pardon Hunter where it won't make any difference at that point. And that's going to be it. And he's going to pardon Hunter for as much as he can. Um, right now, he's going to get impeached. I don't think there's any question he's going to get impeached. They have way too much evidence. And Democrats have no answer. 
if if the impeachment inquiry is going to be about Donald Trump, I yeah, they have nothing. They have no way to defend him. So we'll have to see how that's gonna go. All right, there will be no podcast tomorrow. I, I'm gonna take off. I have to actually write uh, tomorrow. I hope you guys have a great weekend. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.